When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. And welcome to Celtics post game after a Heat Hawks game that I'm sure surprised many people. I think yeah. almost... Big time, Bobby. Almost everybody pen, uh, penned in the heat to move on and play the Celtics in an East Finals matchup. That will not happen. At least the one Hawks. of them is happy. One of them is ecstatic. Who is that? Who would that be? <laughs> the one dancing over there. The I Hawks guess I get dominated. the land is, guys. The land is next up. Dominated the heat. Uh, and <laughs> I, I think finally affirmed what I said the third game of the season, that this heat team was just weird and wasn't the same and something's going on down there. Uh, they clearly if this is how they were going to play against the Hawks, they weren't going to challenge the Celtics. And we'll debate how much the Hawks can challenge the Celtics tonight. But that will be the first round opponent for Boston. 3.30 Saturday afternoon. Hawks coming back. They were just here on Sunday. We saw the bench crew. They actually played great in this game, Sherrod. And I thought they won this game for them. Uh, Jalen Johnson, Onyeko Kongu and company. But man, did the heat stink here. And that was a big story. And that's the thing that makes this a hard one for me to kind of really process because I, you know, Atlanta got a lot of different contributions for guys off that bench. You know, Sadiq Bay gave him 17. They got a dozen from a Congo. Celtics fans remember him. Right. Lots of different guys. Uh, And that's cool. But Max Struess, one for five. Jimmy Butler, six for 19. Uh, Gabe Vincent, two for six. I mean, there were a lot of bad offensive performances and an even worse uh, work on the boards. I mean, Miami just look, they just look like garbage out there for this game. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that this, that I was most surprised about of all the things that went wrong for Miami was I never felt that they wanted this. Like I, ne- there was never a point where I felt that they were trying to change the tide of the momentum in their favor. Jimmy Butler was as MIA as I've ever seen Jimmy Butler uh, in a big game. Uh, he was a as big a non-factor as I think Jimmy Butler has ever been in an elimination or at least a, a game of this stature. And that was surprising. Uh, I mean, he watching him play, I mean, this was like one, two, three Cancun all game long for Jimmy Butler. Uh, and that's I'm not used to seeing that. And I think most people who saw this game uh, are wondering what you think they want to avoid here? the Celtics. What's that? Think they want to avoid the Celtics? Who? Miami. Hell no! You want to get to the damn playoffs? You're not even a playoff team yet. You can't. Yeah, you, you, can't don't wanna, you don't want to. You, you, you don't want to flirt with that type of danger. Yeah, listen, and, and when find, you're reaching your find right, yourself outside. Right. 
when you reach in your pocket and you got nothing but lint, you can't be talking about, I want to go to Roof Chris. Mm-hmm. No, no, <laughs> you can't do that. You are, you, that's not how this works. Yeah. If, you if you don't have the cachet, uh, you, you're, you're a beggar. You're trying to get yeah. in wherever you can fit in. And so, no, I don't think they're trying to avoid the Celtics because think about it. If in this, in, you know, in the next game that they'll play uh, against the winner of the nine ten game, if you play a team like Chicago, for example, they could beat you Toronto? bad. Toronto yeah. can beat you bad. I mean, those are those are probably two of the better teams in that position uh, that we've seen since we've gone with the playing format. Because either one of those teams can beat any of the top four seeds uh, in terms of talent. Uh, they haven't been able to put it together this year, but no, no. Miami was not trying to avoid the Celtics in this one. They just got their asses kicked by the Hawks. Uh, and if they're not careful, they're gonna they're gonna. Same thing is going to happen in their crib uh, in that, yeah. that 9-10 winner. Yeah, right. for sure. That's enough, you know, momentum that's momentum is talk. everything, man. What, what do you think what, of the Hawks, Josue? What do I think of them? I, hold on. We got to talk more about this Heat team, man, because this was this was terrible. But I'll get to them in a second. But first things first, man, the the, the way Jimmy Butler w- w- was pretty much just not there, you can say the same thing about Bam, Bam out of bio for about – almost the entire first half. I mean, he went scoreless, missing bunnies, bunnies. I mean, he's getting the yeah, quarter and a half almost. He didn't score. Guy clears out and he's just missing layups, man. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, look, the, the Atlanta Hawks, they, they, they did their best in protecting the rim, obviously clean the glass in a big way, which is what they do. I mean, Clint Capella, that's his MO. But when you're, when you can't make just open layups in these contested, uh, you know, contested takes at the rim. He just didn't have it. I just felt like he just just didn't look like the team that wanted it more. You know, like pretty much what Sharad just said about Jimmy Butler. I feel like that went throughout the entire team, except for Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was playing as if, man, this is my last game. This ever. was 2017 Lowry. That yes, started, exactly. 17 yeah, Lowry showed up. Lowry. Desperation Lowry showed up, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that was all they really had. And that was – that's what pretty much carried them, right? I mean, once they realized how bad they were getting their asses kicked – that woke him up the end of the second quarter, right into the third quarter. All of a sudden, it's a six-point game. I'm like, man, here we go. This is this, the Miami Heat team that can turn things up a notch offensively. But then they just lost it. A lot of the open shots weren't falling down anymore. You know, Jimmy Butler couldn't really get it going. Bam Adebayo, again, getting stopped at the rim, couldn't find his offense. And then it was like he checked out on that end of the floor. Whereas, you know, you, you saw Atlanta Hawks team that was cleaning the glass, putting the effort for those extra possessions, a lot of extra possessions that turned into, you know, second chance points, but also they were just executing in transition, you know, just getting ahead they of have 20 offensive rebounds close to it. At least it felt, it felt like 22. Yeah. That's startling. It's insane, man. That's just effort right there. And I feel like you look at a team like the Miami heat with, with, with their experience and what they've been through, man. And it was just like the, the, the guys that you needed to step up big just didn't have it. You know, Kyle Lowry, you I mean, you, you got to give him his prop. We haven't seen this version of him in a long time, by far the best we've seen all year, but they obviously needed more than that and they didn't get it. Yeah. this I'm all for the heat slander because I wasn't trying to hear that they were a Celtics threat. Uh, th- this team's just been a mess all year. There's a reason hey, look, the Hawks pulled this off, man. Let's face it. You know, yeah. they didn't need a 30-piece from Trey Young, right? I mean, they, they did this one. I mean, the, the man, the, the Celtics obviously are favored in this matchup. It's going to be, you know, one that I don't think will be a long series. But Murray, uh, Trey Young gets hot. I mean, they can it, it can get impressive. I mean, I, I'm sure they'll, they'll be able to put on a show here. But what we saw uh, tonight against the Heat, man, like I don't – 
you're not going to see that kind of, that type of energy from the Celtics, man. So I, I just don't think that. So you know, that is the one thing Celtics I worry fans, about. Just real quick. Celtics fans watching this and thinking like, man, maybe the Hawks are mm, not quite, not against the Celtics team. This is more of a, the Miami Heat just not showing up, if you ask me. So I'm at, oh, and I found it here on our FanDuel Partners website. Uh, throw them up here real quick. Give them a little shout out, fanduel.com slash Boston. If you want to go right now to their website, this is how good they are. Celtics Hawks already up there. Celtics minus 850 against the Hawks. Hawks come in at plus 590 for this series. So uh, FanDuel says this one's going to be a blowout. And it's already moving according to Amit. Um, <laughs> that Celtics action strong? Let me see. I'm still seeing 850 uh, for game one, at least. Uh, I don't know if that's up yet, but series, I'm seeing 850. Um, oh, I'm talking game one. Celtics minus eight for game one, according to FanDuel. So head over there. You can bet on that. You can bet on the series. All the series that are uh, getting underway up there now, uh, Knicks, Cavs, Nets, 76ers. Somehow, actually, I think shorter odds than the Celtics one. Yeah. Uh, they think the Nets are more likely to compete with the Sixers than the Hawks are here with the Celtics. Uh, Suns, Clippers also available. Kings, Warriors. So head over there to FanDuel.com slash Boston. It's that time of year. NHL playoffs coming up. on uh, game one of the Celtics series getting underway on Saturday. Here we go. My one concern going into this one, and Josue and I talked about this series, the Heat series, possible outcomes. I think we both agreed Boston would sweep this series. My only concern going into it, and I think the Celtics have a lot of advantages here that we'll get into, it's just that intangible thing with Boston. Are they going to show up? Are they going to take this series seriously? Are they going to play with this kind of energy and enthusiasm that the Hawks showed tonight? Or will they get caught like the Heat, slumping a little bit? That's the only thing I can think of, Sherrod. I, I, I'm not worried about that. I mean, I, I'm just going to go... I expect to sweep. I expect them to sweep the Hawks. I mean, and that's not disrespecting the Hawks. It has everything to do with the fact that the Celtics are that much better than them. Uh, the Hawks play, I thought, a good game. Uh, they did a lot of things that they obviously were, were hoping to do. Trey Young, I thought, played within himself. But there are things that I saw in this game that if I'm the Boston Celtics, I'm thinking like Miami – really miss some golden opportunities to do some things. For example, I didn't feel that they attacked Trey Young as much as they could have. They attacked him once in the first quarter. That's what I'm right? saying. Once. Once, right. I, and, and to me, that's 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 kind of like, you know, the, playing Atlanta Hawks 101. What do you do? You go at Trey Young. Mm-hmm. The way that Atlanta was able to really do some good things on the boards, they're not going to be able to have that kind of dominance against the Celtics. Uh, I, I think the Celtics have too many matchups that Atlanta doesn't really have an answer for. Uh, when Derek White is on the floor, for example, who's going to guard him? Who's going to guard Tatum? Who's going to guard Brown? One of those three is going to be a problem for you every single game because one of those three is going to be guarded by Trey Young. Yeah. And, and that's the beautiful thing if you're the Boston Celtics about this particular matchup. There's nowhere that you can hide Trey Young. Mm-hmm. The lights are on. There, there's no corners you can scurry under and, and, and be out of sight. Hell no. You are there. You can't run. You can't yeah. hide. Uh, and <laughs> if you're the Celtics, it's like you don't want to say this is the matchup that you want. But in your heart of hearts, you know damn well this is the yeah. matchup that you wanted. 
and, and and do your best to get it done as quickly as possible because you got you, you got bigger fish to fry, right? And, and look, that that's just the way the Celtics have to approach it. You you can't look at it any other way. You can't look at it as, oh well, you know, this is the this is the Hawks, and we might have dodged a bullet facing the Heat. No, you got to treat them like they're the Bucks, like like they have the advantage against you. And you know, it'll be interesting to see how the Celtics do that because they have those mismatches, like you just pointed out, Sherrod. Uh, yeah, you know, the Atlanta Hawks have the ability to beat you on the glass. But I feel like the Celtics just have so much in their advantage in terms of their offense and what they can do. And, and, and of course, we're talking about their defense. If you limit this, this Hawks team, especially if, if their shots aren't falling and Murray can't get his offense going and Trey Young is out of it, you know, because of what he's been having to do on the other side of the floor, then that's a recipe for success. I mean, that should be enough for you to wrap this thing up, if not a sweep in five games. And I'm hoping that's the case for the Celtics team, because like I said, man, this is a obviously a team with championship aspirations and, and it's not going to get easier at all after, after round one. So hopefully that's the Celtics team we'll see. And remember rebounding doesn't become a factor if you're making shots and against this Hawks team, you should be able to do that because you're yeah. going to have favorable matchups, plural, not singular, plural, not through singular. And even when I think about it, when you go to your bench, Okay, Malcolm, he's got the matchup. I, I, I'm pretty much anyone they put out there guarding him, you know, and Rob Williams, his ability to, you know, do what Rob does, he's going to help you. Uh, so Sam Hauser is knocking down shots like Sam Hauser back in like November, December. So, I mean, you start looking at the things that the Celtics have going on positively, it becomes very daunting to see a scenario where Atlanta can, you know, win a game, let alone win the damn series. Uh, and I'm usually right. kind of pessimistic about that. I'm usually want to give the, the not so great team at least one victory uh, and a gentleman sweep. But but f the the, the gentleman bullshit. Just, be, just you're better than them. You don't need to be a gentleman yeah. to these guys. They're not that. They're not good enough. You should be able to sweep this team. Yeah, Celtics scored at will in this one. Welcome in, John. What are we doing? Previewing the Sixers? <laughs> nah, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Don't overlook him, John. I said right before you got in here, the one thing. Round two preview. I'm ready. It is off the top rope, people. (laughs) John, the one thing you worry about in this series, Celtics showing up half asleep on Sunday. I worry only about two things in this series, whether it was Miami or Atlanta. Celtics being bored and and showing up. I wasn't worried about that against Miami. Kind of whatever. I don't know, but Miami is fun and like distracting and yes. like lots of things, you know. And like, it, but it is interesting, isn't it? The only thing you can possibly worry about, um, like in this entire first round, which you're not supposed to, if you're a team with championship aspirations, you don't worry about first round opponents, okay? So, but it is interesting that um, the two best coaches in the entire East playoff picture were in this game tonight and you knew that the one thing you're a little anxious about to see how it works is Joe Missoula and his first ever playoffs. And no matter what, he was going to get a tough coaching matchup in round one. So it is interesting because that's the one thing where it's not going to, it's not going to flip the series, the talent, you know, the, the Celtics are, 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 are much better than both of these teams, but it's the one thing you're going to sit and think of like, uh, how's you know how's that gonna go? You know, and, yeah. and again, we'll right. get into and we'll, we'll never know now, like John. general we'll playoff know. preview stuff. You know, later in the week before we get into the actual game, that's the only thing I think that you're, you're going to be moderately thinking about if you're the Celtics right now. 
Yeah, I wanted to see how he would do in that type of matchup, right? That was part of it. That was, yeah, you could talk about the players, but the coaching matchup is, that's always kind of part of it, right? We're talking about Eric Spolstra. So I wanted to see how he was going to respond to, to that matchup. And I, and I guess we'll, we'll, we'll never know. But also, if it's a, hypothetically now, right? If they were to, let's say it's Celtics and, and Heat, right? And the Celtics clean them off in, I don't know, five games or so. We're talking about some drastic changes during the offseason. I mean, that still may be the case for the Miami Heat, but in terms of like, their their core or adding the the complementary guys. I mean, like they need a whole new supporting cast, right? Well, and, and and I think that's evident even tonight with, with, with the kind of effort they put they put forth in this game. Kyle Lowry played the game of, his, game of his season. But, you can commend him for that. But outside of that, I, I mean, a lot of these guys just didn't have it. And you wonder what this team is going to look like in a best of seven series against anyone. Never mind the the Milwaukee Bucks if they get into this thing. Who thinks yeah. this is possible? I asked that earlier. Bobby, no. Bobby suggested Hell that, no. but I don't. I don't know. I don't Hell think that's the no. case, man. Their body language. I don't know. I don't think that was it. The, my, I, they, I, you only duck a team when you actually have a matchup that you might. You you want to duck Boston to play Milwaukee? They would yeah. have been playing like Indiana you, in the next game. Yes, <laughs> if, if right, if there like if if the nine ten game was between two teams that you knew damn well if you're Miami that you Orlando, could easily beat yeah. them, then, right. you, then maybe you would think that. But Toronto could kick your ass, and you know this. Chicago yeah. kick your ass and you know you're this. Playing with fire. I don't think so either. And what do you, you you're avoiding Boston to go to Milwaukee? Is that that much easier? Probably not. No, it's yeah, not. Right? It's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I thought about it for a second, but probably not. They yeah. just stink, John. They stink. I've said it all year. Yeah. They're terrible. 26th in offense. Only the tanking teams were worse than them. Brick after brick after brick tonight. They, it's just like the Nets last year. They had this allure. They had this name. They had the players. But the reality was they stunk. They were we all know the reasoning behind it, right? Like, we all know. We all we all felt the same thing. It is nothing rational. It's not based on anything real. Like, that we actually thought any any of us thought Miami was good. It's it's just going to make you work. It's That's the Spolster factor, the Jimmy Butler factor. I fear Jimmy Butler more than any other human in the playoffs. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm gonna worry about he that dude. Freaks me out, man. Yeah, I, I can't blame nothing. you after that shot. I wanted nothing to do with Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry. He freaks me out, I, and and I know that it's not even close. And Miami's been miserable all year. I wanted nothing to do with Jimmy. Butler. I want. I wanted them, John, just because I think it would have woke the Celtics up. Round one. This series has some real sleepwalking potential for Boston. You know what, though, Bobby? But th- this is to me. This is where we're going to find out how far walk the maturation in. of this team is coming. Yeah, because definitely. if they walk in there and they sleepwalk through game one and lose that game for any reason, they're not the team that we think they are. Yeah. No. What no question. Should, what I expect to see in game one is I expect them – I expect to see the hammer. I expect them to win by 20. Right. I expect them to absolutely – you know, they could just take a nice little – you know, they could just tap away and get the win. No, bring out the damn sledgehammer and yeah. you treat them like you would treat a gnat with a sledgehammer. You crush it. You leave yeah. them absolutely mentally and physically distraught, disabled, and dysfunctional. So that yeah. when you go to Atlanta with a 2-0 lead, you're not thinking about, well, maybe Dismember, we can get a break. Discombobulated. 
That's right, John. That's the other D word too. Damn it! Um, I mean, look for people who are you know the the this portion of Celtics fans being like, oh, this team is just bored. That's why they lost against the. Not trying to hear that. The Utah Jazz and the you know those we got their best shot. Rockets, Houston Rockets. Well, if you start getting you can't bored, be bored in the playoffs, right? You can't. If you be start bored getting bored like, against there's any no team. There's no playing down to your competition in the playoffs. Like this. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. wait. You're There's right. Time to you sleep. start this getting bored. It. You're dead. Like, yeah, you're they, done. they start. If, they, if you start flashing that in round one, pack it up. Okay, I'm sorry. Can't get bored in the playoffs. You you see that against anybody right now? Forget about it. It's like, true. I, 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 you know, the, the one they need to go thing... into the series like 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 this, it's the Bucks or whoever the the top. You know the the team that make them come with their best. You know what, what is it? The best version of themselves, right? Uh, like that's the that's their approach. They have to come with every single game in the postseason. They should I know you that. Just gotta, you got to come at this the way you've come at these teams like the last week. I mean, think about it. They played multiple games where they were they should have lost based on who was available and who was not. But what did they do? They not only won, they absolutely beat the snot out of teams. Uh, that's what you have to do. You have to approach these games with the mindset that we're not just trying to win this game. We're trying to send a message to you. We're trying to send a message to our fans. And we're, more importantly, we're trying to make sure the messaging that we have within our group, within our bunker, is clear. We are taking no prisoners. We are trying to kill anything and everyone in front of us. We don't want to just win. We want to absolutely decimate yes. you in the process. They will never take our freedom. And then you charge into battle. If they do approach the series that way, they will smoke this team. I mean, this they team should. matches up terribly with them. But, but seriously, I, I don't think the Celtics have to play great basketball to sweep these guys. I don't. I think they just need to play close, but not They can run up and down with these guys and win, yes, and win, yeah. And we saw that in the season. I was going to say, that, you know, the two games between these two teams, the one in November was kind of a blow-up, but that more recent one in Atlanta um, where Smart got ejected at the end, they were running back and forth all game. And even though the Hawks were scoring, they scored 124, they couldn't keep up uh, and you know, ended up losing by almost double digits there. This is a tough one for Atlanta. I heard Quinn Snyder during one of those timeout interviews saying, oh, we're getting cross-matched in transition. And I'm just thinking of Joe. That's all he ever talks about is catching teams in transition cross-matches. And they're, the Celtics are going to do that all series. Uh, yep. I do see Atlanta's pretty low in forced turnovers or uh, turning the ball over themselves. So I do wonder how many opportunities the Celtics will get to go out and run against this team. Well, Boston's um, a better defensive team uh, than – Miami at this point. And so I think yeah. that's a lot of that. My Miami, they're they're not aggressive. And you look at the guys that they play, is there anyone that you'd even contemplate putting on an all defensive team or second or third or fifth or eighth all NBA defensive team if there was one? No. So I, I think the turnovers, I think the Celtics will force more turnovers. But to your point, Bobby, they're not going to it's not going to be turnstile city where they're gonna get out and have like 15, 18, 20 turnovers and get like 20, 25 points that way. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. And I find it because Horford, I, I thought Al Horford said something very interesting at practice saying this is something that's been in my head all year, John, is this defense. The number two, the Celtics, they got all the stats you look at across the board. The analytics look great. But we still look at it and compare it to last year and go, hmm, the forcefulness isn't there. The disruptiveness isn't there. The aggression on that end isn't there. And what? I'm just looking at this series and saying, does it appear? Do you finally it's in- see it? 
or is it just kind of be up and down, up and down, up and down? It's interesting, Bobby, and for everybody, you know, it's last year you couldn't be playing better than the Celtics were playing. You obviously had the Rob hiccup, which changed the dynamic a little bit, but like they were killing people and it was hard to not feel great entering the playoffs with just what you were seeing from that team. I'm still looking at the taking a step back and looking at the big picture of this team. Yes, there were inconsistencies. You literally had the first 26 games, then that middle 40, which was like, I don't know what's going on here. But overall, it's hard to not look at the collection of players on this team and seeing them playing when they play at their highest level and not think it's a better overall team than the one that that went, that, 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 that went into the playoffs and went to the finals last year. It just looks like an all-around better team. It doesn't have holes really it's only a matter of whether or not they get in their own way a lot of the times falling into bad habits you know uh, you know uh, not 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 putting in the effort on defense having it affect you know having bad losing offense, a 28 point lead. effort things like that like it, when the, the their their inner demons when those come out that's a problem but overall i really do feel like their a game is really 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 hard to stop um, it's just, can they bring it on a regular basis? But it's just like, I don't, you don't fear any matchup with anyone, honestly, like y- y- Celtics are enter any of the matchups and the East is really good. Are you going to be like, Oh geez, what are they going to No, You're like, if they play well, they win, they're going to, they, they should win. And that's just my general feeling on this team. I just, you, you, sometimes you don't know, you don't know if they're going to show. Well, they, I think the way they're built now is in a way where if you beat them, they're going to have, and they being the Celtics, are going to be a factor in their own demise. Whereas last year, I thought that the Celtics would play really well some nights, and it still may not be enough to win because their offense was kind of, you know, kind of up and down and everywhere, and then some, but the defense was solid. This year, they've got top shelf scoring ability, top shelf defense when they want to bring it. And so, for the way I look at it, they lose because more likely because of something they didn't do versus what an other, yeah, another team does. Exactly. And that's the difference between this team and last year's team. Uh, and, this team, I think, is built in a way that, again, their their own demise is going to have to come just in that form. It's going to have to be them. It's not going to be because they're playing a team that's just so much better than them. Can't keep up with those guys, right? It's not going to happen. Right. Everyone, that comment was interesting. I just put up on the screen a second ago. You know, it's like, you know, you added Brogdon to the mix and that was valuable. But like, you didn't just add that. You added guys you had last year who weren't that good last year. Like, I'm sorry. You added a version of Derek White that did not exist last year. This Derek White on last year's team playing at the same exact level might have been, might have, might have, might have won them a a title. I'm not putting pinning the loss on Derek White, but I'm saying is this guy is their third best player all so it's it's a different person. And you added Brogdon and you added Hauser, uh who didn't exist before. And these Hauser's all, a big they, one this series. He killed Hauser's this an team. interesting one. What you you might have lost you've lost about 10 to 15 percent of Marcus and uh maybe 50 percent of Grant. Um, you know, and we'll 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 figure out what's going to go on with want, with want him. the Hauser stats, John? They're fun in this matchup this year. He does. I, I, Atlanta's a good team for Hauser. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't know we were going to go there this early, but that one's a lot right of in the back of my head. Yeah, Sam Hauser this year versus the Atlanta Hawks, eighteen for twenty-seven. But he had the last game. I know, but he went into yeah, the yeah. Like, <laughs> that kind of skews the numbers a bit. 
he went into it with big stats too, though. Yeah. 17 for 25 from three. 68%. 68%. 13 boards, six assists, 17 points a game. You think they're going to play him in this series? Unleash Hauser. Yeah. Open, we'll just call it Open House. Open Hauser. Yes, That's I like awesome. it. Um, real quick, um, uh, nobody's done this, right? Yeah. Not yet. Let's pay some bills real quick. We will tell you guys. And you want to get in on this action, right? Playoffs. Celtics still amazingly not th- – I I am surprised Milwaukee maintained their status as the betting favorites because I would think Boston is by far the more fashionable pick. And honestly, I think most people's pick, regardless of the fact that the Bucks are the top team. But the Bucks are still slight favorites. So if you're still looking for a little bit of edge there on those Celtics and, and you want to ride that, I mean – it's still tough odds, but they're the, they're still behind Milwaukee here uh, in terms of overall. What haven't you guys talked about yet? I mean, we Grant. kind of did a preview, but we pretty much just recapped the game between the Hawks and uh, yeah. Hawks we and really, yeah, we haven't talked about, you know, top five Tatum really the last couple of weeks. Uh, we haven't talked about Jalen Brown and, and what, you know. All his, NBA votes flowing in. Did you talk about this? What? I want to get to Grant. <laughs> I like that. This was one of the best, most self-aware tweets ever. Um, really was. I'm I, still I, rocking with you, Grant. I don't care what none of them say. Grant, I'm still rocking with Grant. I'm not giving up my Grant stock just yet. I know. You know what? I, That's Grant fine. Real- but then turn off, turn off your, uh, turn off your social media for the playoffs, Grant. Just dial in. You know, I like it. I like the post, though. I don't I'm mind it. But- all my Grant Williams stock. That's every, it. Every single share. Keep your keep your head out your phone, Grant. Keep your keep your head in the uh, playbook. Let's let's see you bounce back here. <laughs> I'm worried about Grant in this series. <laughs> Some odds here for you, FanDuel uh, uh, participants. Game one odds minus eight. Series odds right there. Check it out. Minus anyway, eight. I, yeah, but minus eight. Hammer it. So yes. I'm looking, John. That last game. That last game, they played the last real game between Boston and Atlanta. Grant was a DNP. I think that was around that time. Yeah. What date are we talking about here? Uh, March 11th? That was that Grant stretch that got weird. And how often have we heard Joe say matchups, 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 matchups? That night, Grant wasn't in the cards for the matchup against Atlanta. So, how much do we actually see him in this series against Atlanta? I'm very intrigued. Uh, I thought you were leaving. Yeah, um, I was like, damn, Bobby. Where the hell are you going? <laughs> he's gonna go he walks he, off. He's gonna go find Jimmy Toscano. <laughs> Did you guys get in on Jimmy at all? He responded and he said something in the group chat. No, like he's an on another show right now. Oh, that's right. That's right. Very no, trainer. they rescheduled him. Unbelievable. They rescheduled on him. It wasn't he didn't he didn't plan Traitorous. it. Traitorous. Like um, Grant's a wild card. Like, here's the thing. The best part about like a first round series that you're supposed to win is you're still, you got a little bit more time to figure stuff out. You know, like there is a little margin for error against a weaker opponent. You don't want to come out soft, but you know, I, I still think yeah. there's hope, right? You guys still are holding out hope that the version of Grant who was a contributor, certainly against Milwaukee in the second round last year will rear his head again. I'm still not so sure. 
I my no. I'm reducing my expectations to can you just make the most out of whatever minutes you get, you know, and not try to do too much and just try to do what you do, you know, play decent defense, uh, you know, just hold your ground and then if the shots are there, take your shots and you know, hope they go down. But that's that's it. That's all I'm looking for for Grant. Don't do too much. Don't yeah, talk I think too much. Hope. Don't do anything. Just, just yeah. Chill. I, I mean, look, I I think there's still hope in the sense that this is a guy who shot, you know, above 40% or at least around that last season. But I think at the same time, though, what's going against that hope is the fact that the Celtics team has figured out how to be productive, how to win without Grant. Like you talk about the DMPs, Bobby, there's been plenty of games where he's, he's played, but did he have a whole lot to do with the win? I mean, not necessarily, at least not on a consistent level. So I think that's the part that, that, that goes against that likelihood that he'll bounce back and be consistent for the, for the, you know, the, the the span of a best of seven series does he come up big in a game or two throughout a series I think that that's where your hope you know you 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 hope that happens to sort of unlock him into being somewhat consistent uh, option off the bench but again this team has been able to, has been successful without him being a huge chunk of it and uh, it wouldn't shock me if that's the case to, uh, to to start off the playoffs I mean if anything this is that series for Grant to to, to shake up you know wake up and find that consistency and hope that it carries throughout the postseason, but it might take a few games. Well, the thing, the thing that we, we can't lose sight of is, is I'll just give you, it's a one word, Blake, the Celtics, yeah. someone yeah. who can fill that void for an eight to 10 minute window. I know Bobby liked to see a little bit more Blake than I do, but eight to 10 minutes of Blake is been pretty good pretty damn good for the Celtics and so especially in this yeah time. so if you're let's say if you're Joe Mazzula and you're you're, you're kind of tapering the rotation a little bit where you're basically playing seven guys plus Sam Hauser eight and then maybe a rotating ninth guy and that's like Blake for eight to ten minutes a game that's, that's what they did in the last game against yeah, them that's, that's, that's what they've been doing make, that's right. make it they, difficult for, for Grant to be a factor in this series which I don't think Grant's going to be much of a factor in this okay. Hawks I do think he'll be more valuable in this next round this, this is I'm the less concerned about I agree with you there real quick Sherrod I think Grant I think Blake because he's Blake and because he's a veteran is trustworthy in playoffs. He's actually a safe play. It's he not keeps making yeah. good decisions. He's, John. He's a, he makes the right decision. And that's what you need. People that are kind of, you know, in the role that he's put in, you just need him to do what's expected of him in that. Not too much. And he's, I know you can count on him to do that. And Grant has been wildly inconsistent and has done some really boneheaded stuff uh, and just been out, out of sorts. My question is really whether or not he has the guts to give Hauser legit minutes, you know, uh, I, in the series, because I think, I think the same oh, thing is to sure. split those eighth man minutes between those two guys and just call it a day. But uh, like, are you going to let Hauser ride for 16, 18, 20 and just live with whatever happens there? I, I don't, don't know. Think you, I don't think you'll let it's him ride. Right. Makes it easy. But I think Grant he will play. And some of those minutes, I think we'll see Derek White get some of those minutes that normally would, would go to Hauser. Brogdon should um, ramp up. Brogdon yeah. will get his minutes ramped yeah. up. Well. Exactly. So I, I, but I, I do think that Sam is going to play because the numbers, tell you that you need to play him uh and the results yeah. tell you that he should play how much that i think that's that's a good that's a good legit question john it, it is because it's that's the fear factor yeah. is you watch them and, and here's the thing is like during the regular season you can have the benefit of like okay go ahead attack hauser 
at your own peril, you know, get yourself out of your offense, this and that, and you can, you can live with it, even if it does work once or, once or twice. But in the playoffs, if they start to ISO him and get a couple of buckets, is Joe going to get nervous and be like, I can't, I got to get him out of there, I got to get him out of there, you know, because I don't know. I, I You know, you've got to – We just haven't seen that happen this year. Often. It hasn't, but if it does in the playoffs, yeah. are you going to get cold feet fast? You know, like I don't know if I can risk this because it's – Playing Hauser legit minutes when you know that, you know, defense matters a lot in the playoffs and watch him get eaten up on a possession or two, which, again, didn't happen in the regular season. But if it happens even in a small sample size in the playoffs, I'm wondering if Joe just goes, nope, go sit over there. I'm going to play the safer versions and the other guys. And then I think that kind of takes a weapon away from you. You know, you got to kind of let the guy we said this about Hauser throughout. Like you got to live with the fact that he's Sam Hauser. If you want the good stuff, sometimes you're going to have to live with the night where he's one for seven from three and gets eaten up a little bit on the defensive end because the next one, he's going to hit five of eight. But you can't yo-yo him or not play him or play him four minutes. The the first two shots don't go down and you never play him the rest of the game. You're either committing to utilizing Hauser as part of a rotation or you're not. And I'm not sure what Joe's going to do there. Yeah, I, I think he I think he rides the hot hand just because of what he's been doing at the end of the season. And because, again, what this team has been able to come up with without having to play guys like Grant or go double big or, you know, turn to, to guys like Brogdon and, and why. I mean, look, those guys will, will certainly play a lot, especially Brogdon. I'm sure he'll be ramped up to 30 minutes more than what we've seen throughout the season, especially if it's a close game. But I just think someone like Hauser and his offense, especially when you look at the numbers, uh, his his individual numbers against the Atlanta Hawks, you got to ride that hot hand. You got you got to see if you can cement him into that role, uh, you know, for 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 good for for the entire the, the the stretch of this postseason. But this is that test. This is that one series where you can you can explore that. Yeah, and so again, these comments that people are putting in here, we know the stats, and we know he leads in defensive rating, and there's a reason behind that. It's teams, and we've talked about this philosophically. Teams get themselves out of rhythm sometimes when they're hunting matchups because they stop playing their game and they're obsessed with the matchup. I see. I think the Celtics, when they do that, don't do really well either. They take themselves out of their game. They ISO. They've had a they, few bad games with that, yeah. I don't like when they do it at all. So teams, teams have varied success with that. Like I said, in the playoffs, if you just see it working a couple of times, and you guys mentioned Trey Young earlier, you're right. Miami didn't seemingly do it enough. It looked like they started the third quarter a little bit doing that, or maybe late second, early third. I forget when it was. But you're right. Uh, they, 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 they didn't enough. But it is a mixed bag strategy because it, it really does kind of take you out of what you're doing. But you got to go there at least three or four times to give it a chance to see if it works. And if it doesn't work after three or four possessions – Ditch it. And just, but you're going to try. You got to try. Gonna see, they're going to see Hauser and yeah. they're going to attack. To what, and to if what it end? Work, no, if I it wonder. Works, I wonder what happens. That's that's where I'm getting at. Yeah. Right. And the reason I bring this up is because I think they'll do it. Uh, I don't actually like the idea of doing it though, because I do think you'll need Grant against Philadelphia. I do think you'll need Grant against the Bucks. This is why I didn't like them benching him in the first place. You don't need to make a move like this to beat the Hawks. You can do it without them. It's just. It's going to be tempting. I think they'll start with Grant, John, but Grant might struggle in this series. I mean, he looked terrible against this team, and I know it was a backup. He's looked so that's, terrible. That's this who he's going to be playing matchup. against. It's not a this matchup. It's a bad matchup. matchup. Big bodies at the four and the five. And they're long. Yeah. Yeah, they protect I mean, the rim well. They'll get out to the perimeter on three-point shooters. When he's on the floor, he's matched up with either Clint Capella, who's long, 
and just a, a rebounding machine. John Collins. Another, Look at Jalen Johnson tonight. Jalen Johnson is another yeah. one who is a really, I, I think, a, a player that we don't talk nearly enough about when you talk about the Hawks because he hasn't played enough. But he's another guy that can cause some problems, you know. And and we're not even talking about young fella Okongu from USC. Oh, who, I love him. He's a he's just active, and he's long, and he's fit. he's got a certain girth about him. And you, you see, he blocked going, three shots on one possession tonight, yeah. I think. And you start going down the pecking order of the guys that Grant's going to be matched up with. Who do you feel good about him matching up with? None of them. No, there's no one. So, so that that's why, to me, like I said, I don't think Grant is going to be much of a factor in this series. But I do think if they get to the second round and, and go for there, he's his role will take on greater significance because he's a better matchup in those series. I'm torn on Grant, Joe Sway. What are you torn need... about, Bobby? You know I he's going to be this is a bad series for him, Bobby. You know this. I think you what need him, it? though. Do you lose you him if you send him for this whole series? No, I think you need him, him later. Atlanta. Bobby, if you're leading yeah. on Grant Williams to deliver for you against Atlanta Hawks. No, I'm talking later, Sherrod. Philly, Milwaukee, and the finals. Yes. Yeah, but Bobby, you don't think this team is this team has to convince you that they can they can beat a team like that without without Grant or at least. No, without. I know they can. And they'll be they might be better without him in this series, but do you lose him by sitting him or playing a minimal minute? You know what, Bobby? It goes back to what I said earlier about maturation. It's if really you're him mature enough to handle understanding his role in this series is not going to be his role throughout the playoffs, then Grant isn't the player that we thought because he should be savvy enough to understand that, well, I don't match up well with any of those guys, but against Milwaukee, yeah, I should get out there and play. Against Philly, yeah, I should get out there and play. Atlanta, even though they're not as good as those other teams, their strength as a team plays to what I'm not strong at. And so it makes sense. Grant's a smart dude. I, I I honestly believe, Bobby, he's going to be smart enough and understanding enough that he will see why he may not play that much against Atlanta. I think so. Yeah, I do. I, I really do. And if he and again, if he's like chirping about it or it's a problem, this is telling us more about Grant than we thought. And this is yeah. something that you need to know if you're the Celtics. You want to find this out right now before you latch onto this guy long term. Uh, and I think that that's part of why I don't think Grant is going to be bitching and moaning if he doesn't play against Atlanta. I don't know. And, and, and I hate to say it too, Charles. Not bitching moan. I don't know how. I mentioned this on, on Sunday. <laughs> I mentioned this on Sunday, man. That now, that, if he gets on the floor, he's going to bitch and moan to the refs. That's a given. We know that. But that's exactly what I'm like, going to talk about because what he did on Sunday, that that pouting and he sit on the ground. Sway hated his game on man, Sunday. You're you know, one so of the few players out there that. Yeah, we were there. You were in. You played in the finals last year. Act like it. Lead the charge. You know, like okay, sure. The the main guys aren't there. Or, you know, like like you're used to. But is Derek White's out there. You you guys should be able to lead that that. Uh, group. I just Grant feel like got he, so deep he, in his at that moment. That he was showed like poor, poor leadership, man. You show poor leadership. Grant Grant flew too close to the sun last year. Okay, you know <laughs> he did. He had a he had that big game against Milwaukee. Gets to the finals. Goes to Draymond's wedding. Thinks he's in the club. Kind of got a little bit ahead of himself. Like just flew too close to the sun, and you know, he really kind of came crashing down. But Ray, can he reinvent himself? Can he go back to the? I think they need the him, club? John. I, I still think Draymond put him in his place, man. It all started then, if you ask me. Here's my yeah. th- Joe Sway. Draymond was it. like, "What? Like, what are you, Tatum's plus one?" <laughs> <laughs> Joe Sway, you just said it. I swear, I didn't. Just slander. I'm who you want to be. Okay, I'm your goal. Like, come on, like, Joe Sway, you said Mr. it. Miyagi, is that what you? Yeah, said? right. <laughs> 
you said something interesting, Joseph. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> For real. You said, do you find something in this series with Hauser that could last the length of the postseason? That'd be great. I don't know if it happens, though. Be- I, I think this matchup's great for him. Philadelphia, I don't know. Uh, you know, Milwaukee especially, I don't know about Hauser and those matchups. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me that the minutes that Grant and Sam played flip-flopped from one series to the next. Would not shock me because, again, this is what championship teams can do. You have the ability to have players who have certain roles against certain teams and maybe less – significant roles against others but the the issue is do you have talent that can address the needs that you have against a particular opponent uh against atlanta i think you do need to have guys out there who can knock down shots more so than you need uh the things that grant williams brings to the table uh and against philadelphia and milwaukee yeah you you want sam out there for a little bit but i think grant's role and presence will be greater because of what he he brings from a defensive versatility standpoint against some of the bigs on those respective teams. And at the end of the day, players have to not only uh, talk about it, but they have to be about the team. They can't just talk about it's all about winning. That's all I care about. When, in fact, deep down inside, it's like I care about that as long as I'm playing. Because right. if that's the, if that's what they're really feeling, then they, they we got problems. We, we have big problems. But – I think both Sam and Grant are, are the type of players that understand that they're not going to—they're not going to get burned every night, uh, and they shouldn't get burned every night because they're not—they're not built as players to be uh, universally impactful, regardless of the opponent they play. Derek White—it doesn't matter who you play. Derek White's going to help you. Malcolm Brogdon—he's going to help you. Uh, you know, you, you start going along your top six, top seven players—they have that universal impact that they can bring to the game. But Grant. Sam, Blake, uh, you know, Muscala, you've got basically everyone from from eight on down has a very specific role where they can be. I hope you're right, Sharon. But it changes from one series to the But they got to do, they got to. They got to perform their roles. Grant exactly. has not been Grant has not been performing, and that's ha- the fresh Hauser part, has John. been. Blake has been, and right. that's the problem is he's not doing what you need Grant to do. Exactly. This is even Grant's- in a reduced role. And look, we said this last year, and I, I this wasn't Grant slander. I think they needed Grant and got good things from Grant last year. But I said in the off season, when you go into free agency, you're looking to find people who are going to reduce. Grant and Pritchard's minutes because those guys shouldn't be your seven eight. They should be right. your nine ten potentially, and that would have maybe that. happened if Gallinari didn't get hurt because right. Gallinari and Brogdon came in to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. To, to, to and that's it. You cannot have rotations much deeper than nine in the NBA right. with people who need minutes because they're gonna John. Start, I'm not sure he's going to play in this series. They're going to start chirping at each other. So Grant's. Barely hanging on to that. He entered the season not realizing he's barely hanging on to the like that last bottom of the rotation spot. And not they, a guy, you know, and he was lucky in the early going because Rob wasn't playing and he got some minutes. But you know, he's just he's he's the back end of the rotation sort the, of guy. He's got to just play his role. What's up, and the Rob bottom going? line, John, with him is that he has not maximized the opportunity that he was given. Uh, you go back and you look at a guy like Isaiah Thomas, who when Danny Ainge brought him here, he was supposed to be this little spark plug off the bench. Marcus Smart gets hurt. Isaiah goes into the starting lineup. He makes the most of that opportunity. And Grant just didn't do that this year. Uh, yeah. And, and it, there's no one to blame but Grant. You can't blame Joe. You can't blame illness or injury. It's on you because you got minutes to play. You did not do the things consistently 
to keep those minutes. Yeah. And combine that with the fact that Blake is doing what, what savvy veterans do. You give me a few minutes, I'm going to show you why I'm going into the Hall of Fame. I may not be that guy anymore, but I'm going to show you the things that I can do to help this team win because I'm smart enough to know that I, I know can't remember I can a bad do. decision by him all year. What's that? Can't remember a bad decision by Blake all year. No. Everything he does is, is what you would expect someone who has been in the game for a long time, who understands how to play, yeah. and more important, understands how to play the role that he's being asked to play. Blake doesn't do anything that is out of his skill set. Blake's not pulling up from the logo. Blake's not trying to, you know, just catch lobs on in transition because he doesn't do that stuff. That's not who he is. He's a grimy player. He gets to lose balls. He can rebound. He draws charges. He's doing everything within his wheelhouse of talents at this point. And that's why if you're Joe Missoula and you've got an eight to ten minute window that you need to fill with a big, you're probably going to lean on him because you know exactly what you're getting. And what you're getting is good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I grant these minutes. I I think that I think the combo that you saw down down the stretch a little bit for everybody. I think you're going to see that again. I don't yeah. know that Grant goes down to zero, Bobby, um, but you know I don't I don't know that he's. I he's worry in there about pro- it. He might be one of the last guys coming off the bench there, and he might. You know, you could I could see him getting no first half minutes and like say five six in the second and see what happens. You know, like it's, it's we've hard seen to see. him sit the entire first quarter quite a bit. Quite a bit. It, he's come in mid second on some or <clears> like <throat> early mid second with that like last wave. You know, right? And we haven't even talked about Mike Muscala, who the last week or so has done some really good things yeah. too, and that only adds to the uncertainty for 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 Grant because now you got another guy. Damn, that's like, yo, Barry Grant. Barry that dude in the bench. Uh, listen, I ain't selling my Grant stock. I'm not. But I got to be honest and keep it real with y'all. There are other guys that are going to make it hard for him to get on the floor. These guys, Sherrod, though, I don't trust them against Philly, which is what worries me about sending, Blake, uh, sending Grant for an entire series. I hope he can withstand it. I hope you're right that he'll accept it, Sherrod, and just – roll forward but the inconsistent minutes didn't play well in the second half for him he ended up becoming inconsistent i'm looking at his game like 10 the year it's not a lot to love those last three games were really bad one for nine against toronto between the two games uh he played okay in that philly win the short or the philly loss the shorthanded one had two great games against utah where he scored uh 36 combined with the seven threes in that first game but otherwise it's single digit scoring Knocking a lot of shots off, which Missoula can't love, uh, and he had that eight minute to start this whole stretch against Houston. Of course, they do not did not play against Atlanta um, way back on Marshall Evans. So, it's something I'm watching going into this series. It's one of my five concerns going into the postseason is them not resolving that situation with him and getting him rolling again. I think they need him. I don't know how you feel about that, John. Can they do it without him? Can they win a championship without Grant getting yes. back to the level? Yes, it's, 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 <laughs> you're asking John. <laughs> I mean, that's I, look, man. It's John's going to talk about the myth of Grant Williams. <laughs> no, I mean, I, look, I've been pretty consistent on Grant. I, 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 I uh, admittedly, 
admittedly went a little overboard in the early going were saying he doesn't have even a job in this league. But I really, <laughs> but last year, even when he was performing well, I really was saying very consistently, he's your seven, eight. Now I think he'd be better as your eight, nine, you know, sort of guy. That's who I think he is. I think he's a very back deep road, a deep, at rotation guy on a good team and maybe a guy who's your seventh, sixth, seventh man on not as good a team. Uh, that's who he is. He's not integral, but we've seen him do things that have tremendous value. Knocking down threes at a 40% clip is valuable, man. You know, like that's a big deal. What, what made Grant, what, why was Grant a revelation last year? He started hitting those shots. That was a big deal on a team that really lacked shooting. They needed that. And a switchable defender, a versatile defender who could muscle up against some of the bigger, tougher guys. Those two things have value. But if he's not doing either at a consistent level. And there are other level, guys can't do out those Out of things, position, John. fouling, you know. The, and, and again, he's not helping himself. Like, you got to you gotta play to your strengths a little bit and you got to – Everything that you do in life should be, you know, designed to achieve your desired outcome. And Grant, at pouting, talking, complaining, and this and that, is hurting himself because he's not getting the benefit of the doubt on calls. And he plays a physical brand of defense against guys who bang a little bit. And he neutralizes himself by doing that. So oh, he just and didn't, torched him in that He just didn't game. do any favors to himself this year um, because there is value in what he does. I just don't know how he recaptures that at this point. I don't know. I think he's got to get back to doing the little things that got him more minutes as time went on. And that's, getting the loose balls, forcing turnovers, contesting shots. The things that don't always show up in the stat sheet, that's what Grant has to do more. That's what Blake's doing. If, yeah. if I'm here with William, Remember he used to take I'm, charges? He take charges I'm all the time. watching what Blake does and thinking to myself, damn, I used to do that. Why am I not doing that anymore? Or why am I not doing it as much as I used to? Uh, and he's that, to me, that's how you get back into the good graces of Joe Mazzula and make an impact and, and, and get your defense, Sherrod. He's got to defend. I don't yeah. know if he was the defender he was last year, this season. That, that Embiid game is as much of an example as anything because he could stand his ground against those guys last year, and he did. It's a big reason they went as far as they did. Yeah, and, and be be savvy about it. I mean, when was the last time you seen a, a Celtics big pull the chair out on a guy defensively who they know damn well is trying to bully them? Uh, I'm pulling the chair out at least twice on Joel Embiid because I know one, at least once he's probably going to score and another time he's going to fall on his ass and turn the ball over. But the foul will still go on Grant. Yeah. If it doesn't want to play, they'll, they'll, yeah, he'll he'll sneeze and it'll be like, Ime wow. Udoka said it all the time last year. We need him to play a narrow role. And when he gets outside of that, and it seems half in jest, but I do think he really stressed that. And narrow. Really got to do Damn. It. Stand over there and shoot. And then play defense. That's it. This this dribble thing, the up fakes into attacking closeouts, killed him this year. Shot horribly on those. Did you see that play against Atlanta, John, where he just kind of tossed it up and almost caught it himself? Uh, yeah, because everyone was tweeting it at me. You know, like, <laughs> get him out of here. This this encapsulates his whole season. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Well, it, it's, it's, it's one thing to work with. <laughs> that whole that sequence was so weird. He yeah. was like... Yeah, yeah. threw yeah. it with his left. Like, yeah, and then Bobby, do you remember? This is when you turned to me. You go, "What's Grant doing?" And literally, you said that. <laughs> Says it is hard. Four hundred sixty-six Celtics fans. What is Grant doing? <laughs> yeah. 
we can't even give him the meat. He pouted, right? Remember, Sherrod? That's the same play. You didn't get the call you wanted. We can't even give him the twist award without the fans uh, yelling at us. Tell him to shoot better. Oh, yeah. All I know is Bobby looked sharp in that twist award photo. That's all I have to say. Hey. Hey, He did deserve that. He did deserve that award. You deserved it, Bobby. Okay. (laughs) Um all right, guys, we've been going for a bit. I know I jumped on late. Uh, we are going to do a playoff preview where we will talk about some of Bobby's concerns, some of my concerns. Um, we'll do some playoff predictions um, and some other things. When we're, we're By the way, you to... see Jalen today? No wrap. Free hand. I don't believe it. Stock <laughs> stock photo. He beat the vase? Photoshop. Yeah. Stock, stock photo. You think they photo AI hand? <laughs> yes. we got to look out for that now. Let's see it in person. Let's see it in person. It's gonna be like I said. It's gonna look like Jason Pierre-Paul when he takes that wrap off. You know, like oh God, don't do that to him. Oh gosh, just on a roll today. I want healthy Jalen. That's what I want. I want. Oh, it was it was like three shards of the vase I grabbed. You know, I just got yeah. Okay. okay. Mini mini. Whatever. Mini like strapped. we said, doesn't matter. Not none of it matters if he if he's fine if he's playing. But you know, he shows up and he's he like, he will be back Thursday. <laughs> you know, apparently, you know. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into some of that stuff. We're gonna try to get together on Thursday and do that little playoff preview. Obviously, game one is Saturday. All of these clowns will be there. Um, and I know Sherrod loves him some Atlanta, so he's going to be heading down. Uh, we'll have some other people down there as well. Uh, so we'll be fully, fully, fully covered, not just round one, but throughout the playoffs with a ton, ton of in-person coverage, post-game shows. And guys, come on, man up. Like, let's go. You guys have been sleepwalking through the back half of the season. It's the playoffs. Let's get it going again. Let's get Coach Janice, let's get the some, motivational speech. Let's get some noise. Wake up your buddies. Let's get on this show. Let's yeah, get going. Let's, let's give out some shirts too, John. You know, let's let's do some kind of contest or something. Let's let's hook our let's hook our fans up. Get them get them pumped up. Get them all hooked up with some gear for the playoffs. What the hell? Wake up, people. Let's go. Um, so yeah, this we'll could be, be doing a sleepy that. series. Damn yeah. it, Bobby. Celtics? No, Fox. not for yeah, me. He's trying to get us pumped up, and Bobby's you like, know, "It's going to be a sleepy series." Bobby wants to go to I, Miami. I am. I know. I am. I am always pumped for any matchup, any any kind of game. You know, you'll see me pumped for Houston. You'll see me pumped for San Antonio. Plus, so I'm ready to not be pumped for Houston or San Antonio. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm concerned Hell about no. the team sleepwalking here, this... and I'm concerned about the chat sleepwalking. I've never been to San Antonio. Wake up, guys. That. All right, you want me to get you guys fired up? This series is advanced scouting for when Jalen doesn't get all NBA, figuring <laughs> out what how we're going to do this Atlanta trade in the offseason, okay? So – you're going to get a good look at everyone. There you the go. Hawks, right? That'll get him going. You're going to get a good look at everybody here. And then Jonathan Murray out. and a bunch of picks. John Collins. Let's Murray no, Collins no, two first for Jalen. I want, I want the Danny Ainge special. Yeah. I need three. No. Away. no. They don't. Uh, no. no. Plus Collins. <laughs> plus Murray. Four first rounders. Hey, let Murray me interrupt Collins this. Danny Ainge Murray special. Collins two first. Jalen and Smart. The That's chat just reminded me. What? I didn't mention Cornette yet tonight, but he did have a 15-point game Bobby, against who, Atlanta. Who wrote that? Who the 15-point f- game against Atlanta earlier this year. In Why fact, it was the last the matchup. Seven for seven. I think he was throwing down reverse dunks in that game, remember? Who could forget? 
Is that when you went Stromile? He might have went Stromile. He went Stromile in that one, yeah. <laughs> you see you know his what? new celebration? Did he do the moose horns movie. for Muscala or something? Did he do some moose antlers or something? He had a new one where he was <laughs> like that. Yeah. He had like a bag or something. He said he looked in it and it was him. I didn't really get it, but he's had some yeah. good ones this year. I like that he showed some uh he paid homage to 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 Stromile though. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know who Stromile was. You had a, oh my you had gosh. a you know, just like, yeah. like number three pick. Um, was a yeah. freak athletic. He just never he, he never I mean he had a bunch of injuries, he just never lived up to the John, by the way, your your absence on Sunday. I almost got to try another round of cornet desserts, but I was on the show here. Sorry, buddy. It. LSU, right? Stromile. Stromile was 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 a pro, was was real. I mean, you know, like he had there was some hype around him. Uh, those look good. Bobby, Bobby was like, "What's a Stromile?" <laughs> it's Swift. You know, it's Swift. <laughs> Um, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I, the lemon squares may come back, right? What's this the deal, was, uh, Bobby? This... I don't know how you're. I don't know how you haven't done this story. What was it yet. Oreo brownies or something? Yeah, it was Oreos uh, with white chocolate. How have you not Cornette, done this story? That... Yeah, Do the story. It's coming. The feature, <laughs> the cornet, the baker. We could, we should get like a. Um, like a podcast going. Uh, who who's our old sponsor there? Um, Don't Hello say the name because if they're no sponsor, that means they're not a sponsor. Yeah. No, we're not giving. Oh, well, we're about up. to get them back. We're gonna do a Don't bake off. Up. Tell them shut up, John. There you go. <laughs> Any sponsors that want to sponsor a bake off, me versus Cornette, let's get it going. I'll do Vandal, it. I'll throw, my, I'll throw some pies right friggin' down there on you know some Santa's pies. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be. Round one, the pies versus lemon squares. Okay, we'll throw it down. Yeah. Um, all right, so guys, thank you. We hit the hour mark. I think we're good. Go see what you guys go Google Jimmy Toscano. See where you see where you find him tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> I'm a, I'm ashamed and I'm embarrassed, but it is what it is. No, it's not. It's I'll find it. I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick the uh, the interview. See how he did. It's within the family. He's doing. Um, he had previously promised to do the Celtics Lab podcast. Celtics Lab. You can also uh, see at uh, here on CLNS Media. So check that out. J- you get Jimmy Toscano's takes over there. So you know you got the Garden Report. You got what we had to say, Jimmy. You're gonna go have to watch another podcast for it. I bet it's you he's way different. I wonder what he's like. I bet you he's different with other people. Who Jimmy? I bet he's like so polite and professional. Yeah, he must be like, yeah, like on his best behavior. He's not flipping bottle caps or wearing hard hats or rocking back and spinning forth. Around yeah. spinning. Circles. Swiping. We can clearly tell he's oh, on the map. That's an excellent question. Uh, you know, let me tell you what I think. <laughs> I'll always ask him a question, John, and he'll never be ready. Oh, but to go. hosting Jimmy is different, though. He's like the moderator, Jimmy. He's just like, okay, well, you have the floor now. Like, he doesn't he's argue, great. he doesn't get mad. He's just great. very like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he sets, he sets the table nicely. All right, I get mad. Sorry. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and sometimes I get angry. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, we will see you guys uh, again uh, on Thursday. We'll see how many of the group makes it. Jimmy, I think we'll be back. Playoff preview coming Thursday, game one Saturday. Guys, thank you for starting the show. Sorry to everyone uh, for being late, but I'm glad we got to do this. Celtics playing the Hawks. Uh Probably best case scenario matchup, um, but we'll see how it goes. We will see you guys on Thursday and then obviously throughout the play.